Guys, welcome back to the Real Easy Show. First question of the night: Do you think that's auto tune? You know, after years of listening to T Pain, I'm convinced he doesn't actually use auto tune. <laughs> I mean, he's got some he's got some chops for sure. Like the human body, I believe, can adjust to any sound frequency, and I believe he just learned auto tune <laughs> to the point where like he's just able to do it without technology. I do not disagree with you. I watched a video of him making a beat from scratch. Not, not a beat, making a song from scratch. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the DJ, but it was good stuff. He could sing, bro. Some people are just talented like that. And he did it all in like every single time he wanted to go, he did it in one take. He sang, of course he, he did. Sang He's exactly the notes that he wanted, harmonized with all of them. He was a beast. T-Pain's one of those lost treasures. He we really need to bring is. him back somehow. Also, I never understood the, the vibe of like being played in. You know, whenever yeah. I record, I just kind of like oh, you just turn on the it. mic and I go. Yeah. But to get the music in it, you I mean, kind of it puts you in the space you need yeah. to be in, and it always gives you that little edge you needed. Yeah. It kind of separates what you were doing before. It's like warm up shots. You're right. You know, you don't just come yeah. in the game and play it. You well, get some shots up first. Yeah, we had a warm up conversation, <laughs> which is always good. Yeah. Good. Point. That's just because we don't see each other enough, Caleb. Yeah, we don't. I know, man. It's upsetting. <laughs> you're in the studio though, and that's all that matters. And you're here, and you recorded a sweet episode earlier about. Co- I mean. It's a small episode. It's an intro. It was a trailer. Trailer. A trailer. trailer. My B. My B. I knew what it was. I just and for anybody concerned, there. we are social distancing. We're, yeah. we're, we're a good meter apart in the uh, Yeah, we should be room. fine. Yeah, we're cool. Yeah. And we're just barely talking. <laughs> we're barely talking. Just barely talking right here on The Real Easy Show. <laughs> um, but to keep it vague, we're going to be talking about something horrific. It's not un- that's not an understatement, actually. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of true. Go ahead and knock it out of the park. Let them know what we're talking about today. Well, I don't know if you guys are aware, um, but there is a virus sweeping not just the nation, but the entire world that has actually reached the status of the highly esteemed pandemic. Pandemic. Um, yeah. The- I, I know it's a title that's very, you know, recognized and stuff, but I feel like, and it's it's literally a status by who? Um by the HW or the WHO, not by not by whom, um, the World <laughs> Health Organization is the one that deems it a pandemic. Am I wrong? <laughs> I know he's laughing at the way I butchered that. But, I'm uh, glad you and you remember grammar. That was yeah. <laughs> that was good. But yes, uh, the World Health Organization. Um, but yes. anyway, as I was saying, I know it is like a like a status, like a legitimate status that they have to switch things into. But yeah. to me, like this has always felt like a pandemic. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's just my well, like, social. Go ahead. I don't think it always has been. I okay. think because when you, because a lot of people, I don't, first of all, let's clear the definition of pandemic. Yeah, so and epidemic. Like, please define that. Yeah. Epidemic, oh, I think, okay. is what people thought this was. Yeah. And that's how we treated it. Epidemic is when there's an outbreak in one area. Oh. So when it was just in Wuhan, China, that was we're like, epidemic. okay, yeah, sorry for those guys. Yeah. Get your stuff together. But then it moved over to Italy and we're like, yeah. okay, it's starting to get around. Yeah. And then it hit us. And then that's when we were like, oh, crap, this is a pandemic. It's gone across the world. And that's how we're really looking at it now. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. So a little bit of knowledge in there. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't fully up to speed. I feel like I should have been. Um, I can say that I've done my research by watching the movie Contagion recently. <laughs> 
No. <laughs> yeah, I played Plague before we got in here, so we're, we're ready. We're ready. We're equipped for this. We're don't, qualified. Don't doubt me, all right? <laughs> don't doubt me. Now, listen, I did learn a lot from watching Contagion. Now, I mean, it's not yeah. like I'm ignorant completely to the situation um, without watching that movie, but that movie did teach me the, the R-naught value, um, the R-naught value of like things like polio and the flu. Yeah. Um, other stuff, just like you know how 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 much people are touching stuff because of the way that it zooms in on things. You're like, whoa! Like you don't really pay attention to, yeah. Especially how many times you touch your own face. Yeah, and uh, Kate Winslet's character in that movie, she says three to five thousand times a day, and everybody's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. And she's like, three to five times a minute, and you're like, oh, yeah. Like that starts to make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> because even just now sitting here, I probably touched my face like 15, 20 times. I don't know I, that you have, but maybe you I have. do. I'm a cr- especially when you have glasses on. Oh man, you I'm always adjust adjusting, and readjusting, clean. and then yeah. while I'm there, I'm like, I'm already next to my nostril, so I might as well go little, in. Yeah, there's been a little tickle there. Too, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I might as well handle that. Um, no, I hear that. And it is weird that, I mean, it's one of those things that as soon as somebody says it, you're like, I am now <laughs> innately aware yeah. of every single touch of my face. But, um, I don't know. It's something that I'm sure I'm not, I'm no biologist. I'm no epidemiologist. Well, not epidemiologist. Uh, epidemicologist. <laughs> I don't know what the word is, but. Sounds about right. Makes sense to me. <laughs> um, but I think touching the face thing, as long as your hands are clean, I feel like you should be fine. But when Germex is a hundred dollars a bottle, yeah, how effectively can I keep my hands clean? That's a very good point. Also, I wonder how, like, you know, your your uh, natural immune system. I mean, some people got to be geared better towards coronavirus, just in general. I know this is a novel virus, so it's not something that anybody has antibodies to. Yeah, so like this is completely new. Yeah. So no, but then again, people's people do have different stronger immune systems yeah. that could battle against is better. Like right. I've never been sick in my life there ever. Yeah. Like I've had chicken pox in Whoa. first grade. <laughs> that set you straight. But that's kind of it. Yeah. After that, I was like, you know, never again. That's weird. And I vowed to never be sick again. And I, I don't know if that helps me with Corona, but I think, you know, when you think about how your immune system is naturally better to some things, yeah. even if I do get it, you're probably, probably not going to affect me that bad. Yeah. No, you're probably right. I mean, first of all, you being in the, the demographic that you're in, 20 to 29 whatever yeah. it is male i'm sure we're fine anyway yeah um yeah. who knows i mean i don't know if this thing is evolving i don't know if that's the right word for it i don't think that's really what the case is here i mean i think it's going to basically stick to the mortality or being uh uh whatever lethal. form it is yeah yeah it's uh-huh. going to continue being yeah. lethal to those people that it's currently lethal to yeah um so i'm not I'm not worried about dying. I'm worried about passing it on to someone that could die. Exactly. And I feel like that's what most people should be worried about. Even if, and that's what most people kind of are worried about. De facto, you know, school being canceled, stuff like that. Like that's really what that comes from. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the kids, you know, having a chance of being dead. Um, I'm sure, you know, there are certain kids that are disadvantaged, um, which we'll get into disadvantaged kids in a minute. I yeah. have a lot to say about that. Really? But, okay. Uh, <laughs> But kids that are like immuno immunocompromised that are having trouble that would have more trouble than yeah. others. So I mean that's that's a definite fear. But for the most part, I think we agree, or most people and scientists would agree that it's mostly just the elderly people with the underlying health issues. Right. Um, right. That's mostly what I've seen, at least from an intelligent point of view, <laughs> of things that are being spewed about. You know the uh, the disease, the virus. But I think it's important that you noted the intelligent part of view. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. at my job, I get a lot of phone calls from, mm. I'm not going to call them unintelligent, yeah. but the misinformed. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And 
and again, staying away from politics and all that, there's been a lot of rhetoric about, oh, yeah, we're ready for this. We're prepared. And it's not that bad. It's just another flu. Everybody keeps saying that. It's and another swine flu or bird flu. Which yeah. Those things kill thousands of people, but anyway. It's like we've been through this already. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't think you guys understand just the pure social ramifications of all this. Like, this goes way deeper than, oh. like, even if it is just a swine flu. Yeah. The way we're handling this, yeah. it's way bigger than that. Everything sets a precedent. I mean, as yeah. soon as we get another pandemic, whatever it is, I mean, even if there's just one that's exclusive to the United States, like, you know, I'm not even talking about like the border security issue of it, which I don't know if that was handled correctly or not. I can't really speak to that, but yeah. I'd imagine that was pretty solid. I mean, locking down the border, yeah, really did probably uh-huh. not the worst thing to do. Um, at the same time, like, kind of strange that that was for anyway. Th- Again, I, I'm not an expert of border security at all, so I'm not going to speak to that. But um, just in terms of handling things a certain way when certain things happen, just kind of going way a little too far yeah. and then trying to like retract back maybe. I mean, I'm sure you know there are plenty of people that are making this statement probably where they'd rather overreact and people not die. Right, and but, then instead of we not do enough, like kind of what we... We started off not doing enough. Yeah. And the fact that it's this bad, it's like, okay... Now we're doing the right things, but we've yeah. already let the beast out. Oh, so so bad. Yeah, no. And the thing is, like, people now, it's to the point where, I mean, it's government's pretty much always been here in America where people don't really want to listen to certain things <laughs> the government say. So if it's to that point, like, a lot of things can't come from that side of things. Like, we can't say, you know, limit groups, especially a certain arbitrary amount. Limit gatherings yeah. to 500. It's like... 501 yeah, is like, bad, but 499 is it's good. A, yeah, you're okay. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, I know there has to be a line, but it's it feels so weird. And I mean, there certainly needs to be more infrastructure in place when things like this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that was a big point in the Democratic debate last night. I don't know if you watched that. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing, but Biden ripped into the world or <laughs> really ripped into Trump about how bad he was being, um, which I'm, I'm not here to <laughs> agree or disagree with yeah. Joe Biden or Donald Trump. But um, again, just saying infrastructure would not have hurt anything, Um, especially, you know, I'm not sure how true it is, but I did see that, you know, Trump had fired the, the, uh, what's the name of it? Like the, uh, not the CDC, but there's like a certain pandemic like group. I know you're talking about, yeah, I I get what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know. He just completely got rid of and now he's claiming he never got rid of them. And that, that to me, that blame game doesn't need to happen. See, that's (laughs) We're not getting anywhere doing that. Yeah. And I think that's what. Like, if you listen to my podcast, the little trailer, I think we're at a point now where it's dangerous because everybody wants to just give up answers. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we all, especially from our perspective, we're not the ones leading the country. Yeah. We have the benefit of hindsight. Mm -hmm. So we think, oh, I wouldn't have made that decision because (laughs) I know it's like, and I'm I'm not a Trump supporter in any, ever, (laughs) any way, but I think it's important that we take every case by case and it's like, yeah, he did the wrong thing, but who knows what information he had at the time. Right. I know I was not taking this seriously at the time. Oh, so no. it's like in hindsight, of course I could dog on the entire administration yeah, and say, yeah. all right, you guys are idiots, but it's like, I don't know yeah. what I would have done. Yeah. I think that, I think you hit the nail on the head with the word, just the word hindsight. I think this is all this is so far. Yeah. Everything on Twitter, everybody spewing hate, or love or praise for anybody. Whatever, in this case, yeah, all sides. It's all it really doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean that's all it is anyway. You know, you think about praise for somebody doing something in the past like that. That is hindsight, and it's kind of it's one of those things where it's kind of a, a double edged sword. Like, yeah, some great things can happen in the past, and you can celebrate great things and move on from that. 
um, or rather not move on from that. Yeah. Just like kind of bask in that glory. And that, that can be fun and cool. Um, but at the same time, like we need to be making progress forward. Yeah. Um, and I think everybody can agree with that. Like it's hard to make that statement. And yes, be like, that's hard. One no, to argue let's stay <laughs> while we are like, e- you know, even everybody's, everybody's agenda pretty much includes a statement like that. Like we need to ever be moving ever forward. Um, and it's just tough to, to say that you're sticking to that when you're just constantly talking about things that happened. Yeah. A year plus ago, like who cares? Like we're in a literal emergency in some counties and states and in country and in countries we're yeah. in states of emergency. Like let's get the ball rolling on getting that fixed. Yeah. Um and I feel like you know, a lot of it I think you'd probably agree with me, maybe. Um, a lot of it just stems from the fact that it's happening everybody's doing everything. <laughs> it's not just that the virus is bad. It's that everybody everybody is is reacting to that and then everybody's reacting to the reaction and reacting to the, and it's everybody's overreacting to every bit of it. And it seems like even us making a podcast about it is not an overreaction necessarily because it's not really (laughs) that big of a deal. It's not like this is going to spark anything else. But, um, you know, my point was just that it's all going to domino and domino and domino. And like we saw sports season gets canceled and then schools got not canceled, but you know, everything everything is being affected by everything. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every business is thinking about it. Everybody's thinking about it. There's not one single soul. Like I can't think of any any labor group, anybody, any industry that's not affected by this virus. And it's, I mean, it's the only way to say it's by the virus, but it really is the hysteria around the virus, mm-hmm. whatever it is. I'm not, Again, I'm not here to disagree or agree that the virus is that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the science of it. It might be horrible. Um, my, my only experience with it is watching that movie Contagion, and I know the R not value is like three three or something like that, thirty point three. Yeah, sure. Which is not good. That, that's bigger than polio. <laughs> yeah. Which basically means just like how many people you would infect while you had the disease. Yeah, and I think so, that's one of the weirdest things that we've seen is the fact that the CDC actually, when it comes to stuff like this, they're usually yeah. pretty vague about the honesty. It's like, eh, some people might get affected. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But this one, they're like. Yeah, 70% of the country is probably going to get it. <laughs> yeah, and all the prediction models have been correct so far. Yeah, and it's like, okay, y'all are being specific. Out of, this, is <laughs> this is not comforting, yeah, so you're exactly. sure it's 70. Exactly, And yeah. it's like, and, and you touched on it briefly, but you said like the the panic around it yeah, all. Yeah, hysteria, yeah, whatever you want to call it, yeah. I, I, I refrain to say this is one of the worst diseases mankind has ever seen because yeah. according to numbers, like the Black Plague killed oh. like, Almost everybody. Certain percentage right. so like, of the population. It's like, oh my. So like, by just pure numbers, yeah, that yeah. was worse. Yeah. But when you consider every other element of society today, mm-hmm. I don't think we've had a worse disease hit with everything else that affected the world. Yeah, in modern history, I think yeah. you're right. Because yeah. we've never been this connected. We've never been this vocal. We've never had... That's, I was thinking about that on the drive home. Yeah. Oh, you go ahead, yeah. And it's like, we can spread panic and fear oh, so yeah. quickly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the swine flu comes through. It's like, oh, yeah. It's bad. Stay yeah. home. It cancels some stuff. It's like, okay, yeah, whatever. But then we progressively get Twitter. We get Facebook. We get all these other social media things. And the next time we get one of these huge diseases or whatever to hit the world, yeah, everybody's freaking out because everybody's hearing it so quickly. Yeah. You know, and it's strange because in a way this should be our advantage. Right. Oh, we have social media. We have technology. We, we know everything. To... I can talk to somebody in China today. Yeah. They're like, hey, man, exact situation. wash your hands. It's it's, it's not bad, bad over here. But... We should be like, oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah. But we somehow, it's just like, oh, crap. 
we're gonna die everybody panic and it's just frenzy yeah i don't get it i, I don't i legit don't understand how it's not what you just said like even if the chinese guy doesn't speak english or <laughs> type english we, there's a button that says translate this tweet and then you could say hey look all he says is we got as long as we wash our hands we're good yeah and that's not i mean that might have been the case but a lot of people see that and they think Oh, that means we're all gonna die. For some reason, that's the yeah. that's the. Uh, you can either take the information as like, oh yeah, just do this and you're okay, or you can take it like, oh, you have to do that. If you have to do that, then it must be really bad. Yeah. And you just start skipping levels. Oh yeah, and immediately. Then those are the type of people that would have a lot of distrust in the government, um, <laughs> which I'm not here to criticize distrust in the government, but at the same time, like, dude, like they're not lying. In there this are sense. certain times when we need to trust them. us. <laughs> like when it comes to your taxes, go all out. I yeah. could care less oh, how you yeah. want to trump them, but. <laughs> When it comes to fighting a disease that's killing people, yeah. they know it's better than anybody how to help us. Yeah, it's in their best interest <laughs> to try to help us out right now. So, <laughs> Why, who's gaining anything about us dying? Like, it doesn't who's make gaining any anything sense. from our economy crashing? Who's gaining anything from the sports world being on hold? Yeah, that's what's probably. I think that's what made it real for me. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah, because I didn't care. This sounds bad, but like I well, really didn't care about it until. I was wa- I was watching the games that night. It was yeah. the the Jazz Thunder game and the other one. Yeah, Ooh. and Ooh. things just started stopping. And I was like, "This is really this." You could just feel mm-hmm. like something's wrong. Yeah, like to the core of it. And then they started talking about Rudy Gobert just got tested positive. It's like, and they started sending dudes back into the yeah. well, the Mavs game kept going on, but the other yeah. screens are like, "Yeah, get back in the locker room." And and I hate to equate this to you know nine eleven because that's that was a way more passionate moment. In terms of that, but oh, right, yeah. I think for me being a basketball purist, I think I'm always going to remember sitting at home watching everything crumble in terms of a basketball standpoint. Like, of like, like a basketball season. ended today, <laughs> a season it, ended. Like it's not just a season; every sport ended oh, that right. day. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. like everything. Yeah, and you know, of course, I don't really I have no stock in sports or anything, but like that hit me hard, and yeah. I was like, "This is real," and I get it now. Yeah, so. I mean, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not discrediting you at all. In fact, I would think that to make your argument stronger, there are plenty of people that that's their livelihood. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. even just the players, not even just the coaches, not even just the arena staff. Like Some people journalists. Just... There's so many people that are involved in sports. And it's exactly. like so many people are quick to dismiss sports as being important. But it's it's just that sports exist. Like it's, it's almost like sports exist for the sake of sports. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's something that people have to just kind of accept. Like sports have been around longer than you know, anybody that's living, you know what I mean? So even that to me is more powerful than saying it's been around for millennia because like you can't, it's not like you can sit here and say, I, I saw this guy that created the sport. Like he's such a, <laughs> he's a goofball. Like, no, they're all dead. All the people that created all the sports now are all dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And the sure there are new sports that are happening all the time, but like the big four, the big five, whatever you call it, all those sports have been around for so, so long. Yeah. It's ingrained into our culture at this yeah. point. And it's not just because like, it's not just because those sports are cool. Like, something about competition. We were talking about uh, big dudes earlier, how scary big dudes are. And, like, yeah. The bigger athletic, freaky looking people of it the earth have always been, you. Yeah. yeah, you've always just innately been scared yeah. and, <laughs> and want to please <laughs> the biggest and strongest dude yeah. or female. I mean, I'm sure, you know, there are plenty of, you know, uh, yeah. When I watch Serena Williams, I'm captivated. Exactly. You know Serena, I, mean? I mean, Serena, there are plenty of women like that, you know, Amazonians that are just like, what are we like? This woman could <laughs> beat me up. Yes. You know? Like, not even kidding. I, I don't know. It's just, it's incredible how we just. But but yeah, it's it's incredible because sports really have just ingrained themselves into, and I I think it's 
it made coronavirus. I, I realize I've not speaking to the mic this whole time, but um, <laughs> coronavirus. It it's what? How do I want to put this? I realize once it hit sports, it got real for me because think back to when Colin Kaepernick took a knee, mm-hmm. and everyone in the sports, not everyone, but it it polarized everyone because sports was supposed to be the one place where I could just get away from life. Yeah. You know, no matter what, no matter how crappy my day at work was, no matter if my wife's getting on my nerves, nothing, I could just turn on the TV and just go blank. Yep. And I'm cool. So once that's gone Mm. and we have this pandemic, it's like I have nothing to go to. Like they're showing reruns, but (laughs) reruns just don't hit the same. You know, it's like I know what happens. I know who won this game or I could look this up and it's. But there's just something about seeing a live game. We're like, yes, my escape. And now that's gone. Yeah, and that live game could mean nothing in a year or a day or yeah. a week. But in the moment that you're living in the competition of that moment, people you, need it. Yeah, like and now that's gone. Raw, like guttural, like intrinsic value to sports and competition. Yeah, so. and it's literally nothing is happening. <laughs> and what are we like? It's it's mayhem. I I feel I think what you're saying is right that it's integral to our society and culture especially in America and who knows, I mean, elsewhere yeah. too, but cause you know, obviously soccer is not going on in Europe and I mean, but Europe is on a whole, no, whole other level. Yeah. That's a different kind you of, you know, but love. I mean, we're getting there with certain sports, like people, the way people talk about football now, I mean, it's kind of weird how it went back and forth a little a few years ago with all the concussion protocols and stuff like that. Yeah. But now that that's kind of back in full swing. Yeah. We're kind of back loving it again. Yeah. There's with a Lamar lot of love. And Patrick were like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good again. I know that's exactly right. Yeah. Those two guys have really lifted it. That's why I, want, I think it would have been a whole lot worse if this had happened in the middle of dude. Like the fact that knows? the off season is right now, I think that was the safest thing for America. I think you're right. You yeah. know what I mean? Imagine if this had been right before the playoffs. Oh my god! Like and yeah, like, like, hey, we gotta cancel football. Like right before the playoffs, right before the national championship. Like yeah. if this had happened in January, I guess if it had yeah. come over here, dude. I'm talking every sports hit by that. Dude, I know. Everything except baseball. Yeah, January but, is know, the worst time, legit. It's basketball, that's football, that's college football. Yeah. It's hockey, it's... College basketball is just starting. It's in the middle of it, in January. Oh, you're like, right, you're it, right, you're it right, you're right. Conference play would have just started. Oh, good And point. that's when we care that's about it. That's the good it, part, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I I use this lucid, like, count it as a blessing that it happened right now. Well, yeah, no, I hear what you mean. But, jeez. I mean, the good news, well, I thought the good, for a while, they also, everybody, all the experts thought the good news was going to be when it heats up that it would kind of go away, but that's I, don't, a, I don't think that's the case anymore. And I think that's the thing about this virus is we're trying to make it something we understand. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's, it is it's a, a virus, virus yeah. so if it's hot, it will go away. Yeah. And the problem is we don't know. Yeah. And that's, again, part of the social media thing. People are just saying things. I know. It's like, oh, yeah. It's, and you're my grandmother had this to. in 85. She's yeah. all right. It's like, no, this is not yeah. what your grandma. Like, we've never. Gosh, and it's so problematic. Because you're definitely allowed to say that. I mean, you have a right somewhat to say something like that <laughs> to the point where people can totally just agree with you and just blindly be like, yeah, that's true. Your grandma dad had, had coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really problematic because like you said, like we always try to relate it back to our own experience and then everybody has their own little, own little tale about it. Like, yeah, when I had it, you know, as long as I washed my foot with my, <laughs> with my toilet scrub or something, I was good. Yeah. My, we were all right. Yeah. So, I was like, I, bro. <laughs> and the thing is, and again, that goes back to technology. Yeah. 
back in 2001, that person has no weight. Exactly. Right? Their voice means nothing. Not to be yeah. rude, but like outside yeah. of their little circle. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Who cares? Let y'all have your fun. Yeah. But now with the interconnection nationwide, I could join a Facebook group or a Twitter group or whatever, have enough followers to where if I get this retweeted enough or if I post in the group, everybody, we're all connected enough to was like, yeah, he said it. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah. right. And everybody just agrees no matter what, there, as long and, as it's faintly. Yeah. And there are certain things now, certain like buzzwords that if you say you're involved yeah. with the Pentagon, you say you're involved with this and that. Since it's kind of hard to disprove, like just saying I'm involved in the CIA, like how are you going to disprove me? <laughs> like okay, everything I everything that's on my Facebook page is a, is a front. I'm actually in the CIA. Blah blah blah. Like all this, you could say all this stuff because then people would be like, I mean, sure, you know, he looks like he's in shape or what, whatever you yeah, are. Yeah. Even if people don't, and sometimes sometimes people just take things at face value. You say you're in the CIA, you're in the CIA. Yeah, sure, it makes sense. Why would you lie to me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just in a random Facebook group. He has no reason <laughs> to lie to us. But then there are several texts coming from the Pentagon. I don't know if you've seen any of them today. I haven't gotten any of them personally, but I got one through like fifth hand information. But yeah. um, several texts that say something about the Pentagon and how there's going to be a two week quarantine of the nation. Everybody's going to be sent home for two weeks. Wow. And they were all over the place to the point where the uh, safeties commission or something like that. I can't remember who it was, but their Twitter account had to tweet and say, Hey, all of these, all of these texts are fake. There's no quarantine. Like they wow. had to like confirm that. Like that's like you said, like those people normally would have no power to be able to just come up with like a string of words that mean something to someone. I mean, that sounds a little too vague and basic, <laughs> but did they come up with a text message that looks like it might've come from somebody at the Pentagon? Right. And all of a sudden thousands and thousands and millions of people believe that that to be true that to the point where they're tweeting, at the actual federal government and saying, hey, what's going Dude, on Yeah, here? what what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is Trump actually going to call it off or not? And it's like, that would never happen 10, 20 years ago. Like, yeah. maybe 10, 10. 2010, I guess Twitter was like two, three years old or something like that. It was big enough. It, uh, it had... Yeah, still. but the point is now it's 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 yeah. fully ingrained yeah. into. And you touched on swine flu. I think Ebola might have been the last one, or is there one between Ebola? Z- and now? Do we have Zika? Zika was, Zika that- was 2016. 2016. I don't know when Ebola was. Okay, but Zika- even Zika wasn't. Zika was scary for like a minute, and then it was like nothing happened. It barely ever but came out of Africa it. or something. We still had the Olympics with Zika. That's true. Like we were sending our dudes over, like Man, all right, just yeah. don't get bit. That's like, crazy. Yeah. Okay, but Corona. We're talking about the Olympics being months out, and they're yeah. like, "If this is still going on, we can't have it." Yeah, legit. Like that's so that, so... that shows you how much of a jump this is. Yeah, in terms of severity well, and like yeah, and stuff being canceled. Like it, everything has to get postponed. Like nothing, probably certain things. Some things are going to get canceled for sure, but other things are just probably going to be postponed. And like basically two months out of this year are just going to mean nothing in terms of like yeah. history books. I mean, history books are going to be something else, but I mean like yeah. history books for like sports, history books for uh, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Like uh, movies, entertainment, sales, stuff like that. Yeah, all those things are in the in the ground. They're so bad right now I, that basically people are just going to discount any anything that's happening right now. They're just going to attribute back to coronavirus. But I mean, you talk about that like I have AMC A list, so I yeah. get my three movies a month. Everything's being postponed. Oh. Fast and Furious, 007, yeah, month, There was another movie. I was like, do I just cancel my account? Because yeah. nothing, yeah, nothing's gonna be here. Nothing to watch. So, yeah, like I, I, that is, yeah. I mean, and so that's affecting not only AMC. It's affecting you. It's affecting your life. I mean, it's weird that little things. I wonder who it started with that really started this domino of canceling things. <laughs> and I just that just hit me that we're in a cancel culture. 
Oh, <laughs> wow. It's perfect wonder, timing, huh? I wonder if that's been made on Twitter. I'm sure somebody's made that connection. That doesn't feel original enough for you me should to be, just come up with be that. Be first. Just do it. See, so you might be the first something? one, you know? This, <laughs> actually, I canceled. I'm tired of this cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel culture has gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be somewhere already. Right. I hope I'm not the first one to say that. I hope you. Why would you not want to be the first? I one don't to know. Say it just feels weird. Something to, like that. That's, that's when you're like, <laughs> it's intimidating. It is all that power, huh? <laughs> it's too much. No one man should have all this power, dude. <laughs> oh um, man, that is. I, but yeah, like I was saying with Ebola, like that one, it seems like Ebola was kind of made fun of almost. Like it was a joke. <laughs> it was me. Ebola was very hard. much a joke. <laughs> weird though like i feel i don't know what the r not or that one is or anything like that but or how bad it really was was the mortality rate even that bad with with the uh, ebola i think it was but it wasn't half as contagious okay the conti- like yeah. if you got it it was like yeah sheesh jeez <laughs> guy rough. what'd you do like yeah, where have you been where have you, you know <laughs> that's I remember, so funny yeah because that was junior year of high school when ebola was going around so that's 2014 that's what we were I thought in it was, atlanta yeah. and i re- god <laughs> This tell you how the mind of kids are just awful. We were in Atlanta. We were, we were for band some competition, and we drove to the Varsity, which is like a big restaurant down there. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we passed by the hospital because this was on the news. There was one patient at in Atlanta at the big CDC whatever. Yeah, and they're like that's the one Ebola patient in Ooh. America. We were like, what a loser! Oh, like, what's this? <laughs> unbelievable. The one person in the world who has Ebola or the American, like, oh, yeah. what a joke! And like, we just continue. Like, they were yards away from us. Yeah, I was like, yeah, Ebola. What a joke. That's nuts, though, dude. But like, if you tell me, yeah, somebody right next door has Corona, yeah. I'm like, what? Might be time to move, yeah, John. Like, my, you know? Seriously, though, like, it's getting to me. Like at work, my one of my coworkers came in. He's like, yeah, there's three people on my street that have confirmed cases. I'm like, why are you here? You know. <laughs> Get out. Which I don't even know if he was telling the truth. I have he lives in Mountain Brook. Uh, not that he was lying, but he might have been told a lie. Because um, I feel like I've only heard of one confirmed case in Mountain Brook. But anyway, um, still, I you know. But then that goes on. Do you think like anybody can say whatever they want? I know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> inciting fear is just it's free. <laughs> that sounds like something an anarchist would say to hype up other other anarchists. Well, inciting fear is considering free, the time, it. you know. <laughs> There's a lot of crazy things going on. Like watching Joker, it's like, man, dude. people are getting restless. Yeah. There's just a spirit of restlessness They're on really, the country, and dude. it's really, I'm not liking it. It's like a quiet restlessness. I'm like glad I'm Christian, you know, because oh, it helps. It, it, it kind of simmers things down. Because <laughs> like everybody else is like, man, I can't, how was life, how do you? How are you doing life That's right now? a great now? question. You know, if you don't have you a foundation, mm-hmm. Like when stuff like this happens, what do you, what do you, how do you do see you the world? To? You know, yeah. you know, so I, damn, I don't know, I don't know what to tell people. Yeah, like it, yeah, just rough, not having a frame of reference for certain things, yeah. especially because like illness and uh, certain um, instances similar to this have been mentioned in the Bible numerous times. <laughs> like, that, not that we're like taking advice from the Bible in this regard for scientific reasons, but just from a standpoint of like what, uh, what am I trying to say here? That like world, um, I can't think of the term for it, <laughs> but basically like when, when crap like this is happening, yeah. like, there's pretty much a, a way to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People, people are quick to go to, yep, this is the end. Yeah. This is it. I was like, you realize things used to be a lot worse in a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. But like, there was a time where a dude, I don't was it Nero? 
He burned down his whole city. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't care how badly you hate Trump. Yeah. He hasn't burned down the entire he country, didn't, right? He didn't do that. <laughs> things are rough, but it ain't, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I hear that. Exactly. I mean, and obviously you can take inklings of, of that story, like you were saying, of Nero, and, and kind of like apply it to certain things. And that's where things kind of get a little blurry. It's like, because sometimes people want to take the metaphorical viewpoint of the Bible, which, which we don't have to talk about this if you don't want to. Nah, but just okay. like, um, just, they want to take that side of things about it. Yeah. And uh, and then a, but be able to apply it kind of, you know, in a analogous way to certain things in their life. And I, I think that's very a very good and healthy way of doing it. Mm-hmm. it. It's not taking anything, not anything, but not taking certain things literal and just making it seem like you need to live exactly as the people in the stories in the Bible. Because first of all, the stories in the Bible span several hundred thousand, or not hundred thousand, but several hundred years, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. It's like plenty of things change in a hundred years. Yeah. Like even the people in the Bible writing the stories after the other stories live their life a different way because they learn. Yeah. It's like if you're not learning the lessons that are happening along the way, then what was the point of reading that? Exactly. <laughs> you know? So, um, that's all I really need to say about that. But so, but the other scary part of it is that if you start applying certain parts of it, because they, there are different authors of the Bible, yeah. and there are different versions of the Bible and there are different parts of it where it kind of, touches on things that you could recontextualize and mm. make into your own argument if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, there are certainly plenty of, plenty of, plenty of phrases out there in the Bible that you could just make into whatever argument you want. Yeah. But and that's the whole thing. Like it's, it's in the context of, of the word of God. Like, it's not like, I don't know. It, I hear exactly. And I think, especially with today in, again, I sound like the grumpiest old man, <laughs> but like social media, we like our 10 second videos we like to take things out of context. Do the same thing with the Bible. Yeah. In a lot of cases, like you take one thing that he says, like, oh, you know, God hates homosexuals. So, like, if you're going homosexual, <laughs> you're going to debt. Like, yeah. he also hated liars. He also hated gluttonous. He also hated lazy people. But yeah. we don't talk about that part. We just use the part that is advantageous to our situation yeah. in that moment. You know, and <laughs> I, I have problems with people who are, I think I don't mean to take it to church today, but you know we're here. <laughs> I right think now. it's my fault. I, but I brought it up. It's but. okay. <laughs> but I, I think I, in my time studying the Bible, I've learned that there was one thing that Jesus that got on his nerves, mm. and it's hypocrites. Mm. I didn't see anywhere like when I'm reading. There are few places where you see exclamation points when he talks. Yeah, but every time he goes to somebody who would know the Bible like the back of their hand, but they never applied what they learned in mm. contextuality. Yeah. He's like, hypocrite. Yeah. And he'd get pissed off. And it's like, this is what our society's really become. Exactly that. We're yeah. becoming a lot of big hypocrites. I think you're right. We yeah. change our mind when it suits us. We talk about what we like to talk about when it's most convenient, but yeah. we don't hold ourselves to a standard at all times. And you see that with society, it's always changing to whatever is most convenient at the time. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I mean, I'm definitely a victim of doing that. Not victim. What's the word for that? Uh, guilty of doing the that? Bully. I'm the bully. <laughs> I'm the bystander and the bully. Um, which is kind of true. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I've been necessarily a victim of that kind of uh, way of life, but I definitely have seen it and have been a part of it. And uh, yeah, it's definitely when you feel the worst about yourself. Yeah. Like if you have, at least, at least if you have that frame of reference where you're like, you know, this isn't something... Mm, that's a weird way of putting it. <laughs> this is just something God would approve of. But in that in that kind of way, it's like, what would Jesus do? Kind of scenario. I don't, that's kind of cliche at this point, but 
Yeah. I, don't, I don't see an issue with it. Uh, <laughs> if it works, it works, I you mean, know? <laughs> are you really going to say there, sit there and say Jesus was a bad guy? Um, at least he was a... If you're going to say that, you could say at least he's a decent guy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not going any lower than that. Um, anyway. The bottom is so... <laughs> uh, what was my point? Um, geez, I forgot. But anyways, be a good guy. You yeah, know? be a good person. I think that's... Uh... It's a good way to... Or, at le- you know, at least if you're going to be a bad person, understand that you're being a bad person. <laughs> at least understand, acknowledge it, you at know? At least acknowledge. I mean, that's kind of what the Catholic Church is all about, <laughs> acknowledging <laughs> that you've been a bad person. <laughs> so, I'm kind of already there. That's kind of the way I grew up. <laughs> at least being able to say, hey... I'm, I'm not Catholic, but I went to a Catholic preschool. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. And my favorite TV show is Daredevil. So, I understand. Yeah, you there you with know? it. <laughs> Mentally, we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really a big part of the church acknowledging sins and, and oh, just being yeah. present in the sin in the sinfulness just being I, like i'm gonna have to talk about this later <laughs> <laughs> crap <laughs> Jeez. i mean i think that i mean to me that makes a lot of sense like if you're really just always kind of in a state of self-reflection like it's not that you can do no wrong but you can mm, i don't know because i don't know i haven't thought about it enough to have a, a, a clear statement about it yeah i and I'm not about to say I have a problem with the Catholic Church because I, I love a lot of Catholic people. Yeah. That's the only way I can base it off because I never was Catholic. Yeah. But I think it's it's, and this goes beyond just like pure confessionals and stuff like that. But especially when you deal with hurt in life, it's important that you acknowledge what you've gone through, mm. right? In terms of like this was wrong, I understand why I was wrong, but in terms of like the fullness of my experience with this is I just need to say I did it wrong and feel bad about what I did. It's like no, we can learn from it and use that experience to actually help somebody out in the future and not see yourself as a person who did something wrong. Yeah. I think what you're doing is encapsulating the new Catholic church. The old Catholic church is what you said before. Just feeling, yeah. Okay. Feeling bad about it. Just kind of always in repentance. I haven't been in Catholic church since, uh, 2000 yeah 2001 so no so i mean i think what what, where your head is at i think is kind of where the new pope is at (laughs) and just kind of that's right there's a new pope that guy yeah yeah, yeah. just kind of moving ever forward like i was talking about earlier and just like like a cool guy trying to be cool about things not not necessarily like (laughs) doing Fortnite dances but like you know trying to be like a little not again not looser i don't know what the term is but he's just you know kind of being more approachable yeah. to the Catholic A little bit more faith. free and everything, yeah. yeah. How is, because that's in Rome, isn't it? The Vatican? Yeah. And it's really bad in Italy. That's a great point. What's, I think, no, no, I heard that he was fine. I heard that he tested negative and he's been in quarantine. Okay. Yeah. That's, that just whole, because like I know that, it's like its own city, isn't it? Yeah, the, yeah. Well, its own country, really, technically. The wow. Vatican is. That's crazy. And it's like 40 square miles or something? No, it's very small. I can't remember how big it is, but maybe 40 square miles is right. Like eight by eight, not eight by eight. <laughs> That was bad math. Six by six ish. <laughs> eight by eight. That makes sense. Eight My entire, I just thought you meant like eight feet by eight feet. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, no. Nah, dude. No way. <laughs> nah, no, one person can't live in eight by eight. Nah, eight by eight miles, I guess is what I meant. Uh, that, sounds, that sounds better. I'll, I'll, it's still very, whatever it is, is very small. It's like the, literally the smallest country. I think Monaco is definitely smaller. Anyway. Kind of that pr- kind of brings us back to geopolitical nonsense that's happening right now. Yeah, the uh, we should probably bring it back to to COVID nineteen. Um, it you know I saw Sam Bud tweet this earlier. Sam Bud, friend of the program, um, tweeted 
something about uh, this feels like it's a code twenty three nineteen in Monsters Inc. right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's legit. I think that's a perfectly. I think that's a very accurate tweet. Yeah, I was that's like, very yeah. accurate. No, you can't deny that. I mean, because like we we don't know that it's harmless, but we know some people want to think that it's harmless. Some but people do those, want to think those that it's monsters harmless. in the moment <laughs> thought that was really gonna harm them, dude. They thought that sock was really gonna mess things up. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's actually a pretty good analogy because, like, the sock, while not harmless to us as humans watching the movie, you know, it's like, of course, what's the sock going to do? But yeah, the sock not. missing from the kid's room in that, the, in the lore has, of the story yeah. has big repercussions. And, like, and so there's certain, like, there's certain underlying issues with this virus and the cancellations of all the stuff that's happening because of it. Like, I was talking about earlier with the precedent, it's like, what are we doing? Like, we're not, we're not setting up for future. Uh, I was going to say endeavors, but that's not really the right word. Future viruses or future pandemics that are going to go wrong. It's like, we, we can't we can't do this next time. Right. <laughs> you know? And I was going to ask you about that. I was like, how do you see this playing out? Yeah. Like, mm. I don't mean just short term, like, oh yeah, we make it on top. We're going to be America. Yeah. But like, what's going to change? Because I think some big changes are going to happen after, you don't just end everything and just come back and like then, yeah. nothing happened. <laughs> and then April, whatever day it's supposed to be, is going to be normal. Yeah, it's like, like okay, yeah, we're cool. Just get back to everything. <laughs> yeah, like some that. things are going to be fundamentally changed in our society, right? Um, yeah. The next two weeks are going to be monumental in American yeah. history. Because now we have just weeks of just reflection. Yeah. Like I can't imagine CEOs just sitting at home with their company shut down. Yeah. Multi-billion dollar companies and they're just not sitting there like, I wonder what I could like change. Right. If there was ever a time for me to do something huge, yeah. especially with the stock market being as garbage as it is right now. Yeah, why not? F it. Let me do it right now. Yeah, be the trailblazer. Because I think especially because this is actually the coolest thing that's actually happened to me today. Um, like I'm supposed to graduate this semester. So I've had an internship at a addictions clinic. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you. Please. <laughs> Congrats. <Thanks. laughs> but... The project I've been assigned was working with addictions clinic in terms of getting them. And this was months. This was in January that I started this project. Mm, mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, um, this just shows how God was moving. Cause I was supposed to be doing another project and they got canceled. Mm. And we thought that was the biggest project ever. Mm. And they were like, ah, you know, that was kind of going to be your whole internship project. But if you could just start working on some telepsych stuff, some like stuff so we can help people remotely without having to see them. I was yeah. like, yeah, I did some stuff with that a couple semesters ago. I got you. I did all this research. I presented it to the board and I was like, hey, this is what you need to do to get this up and running. This is the software you need. All you got to do is pretty much push this button and you're good to go. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> a week later, this was a week ago. Uh-huh. A week later, everything happens. Yeah. And they called me today. They said, hey, we weren't really thinking about starting that telepsych thing, but the way everything's going, we're going to get it up and running tomorrow. Whoa. <laughs> so everything that I <laughs> did, huge. I pretty much started an entire business. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is not me trying to toot my own horn, but it's like, this virus is going to change the way people do stuff. Yeah, and you were one of the first people. Like it's cool, you know. It. Yeah, cool. I got a little piece of the ash, and you know, no, literally, like, that's something to put on a resume. No doubt. Oh, you know, my resume <laughs> is just straight. It's like, you know, your boy started that business, right? <laughs> it's already there, bro. But like, I wonder how many other bigger things. I know. Like, does this have implications on the NBA? Yeah, we played sixty games, minimum injuries. Could we switch to a 60-game format from now on? Or is it that the owners are so pissed about losing all this money, they're like, F it. We need 90 games now. Right. Because I never want to have to be shortchanged again. Right. Like, which way does the spectrum pendulum swing on this? That's a great question. 
I mean, sports, yeah, there's got to be some sort of changes to something. I mean, especially infrastructure and how things get canceled and postponed. Yeah. Because, I mean, indefinitely is such a scary term for a lot of sports fans. It's like... What, that and, word and then, always sounds yeah. honest, doesn't And then it? what if things come back all at the same time? Like that, No one's ready for that either. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even for, yeah, from a standpoint of a fan, from a standpoint of like an uh, arena owner or a team owner or whatever, it's like, how am I supposed to start scheduling all these things and doing all these things now? <laughs> it's like we've just been out of commission for so long. Like our infrastructure isn't up and running we didn't pay our internet bill. Like who knows what happened? You know, it's like <laughs> nothing can start again. We have to postpone. Spectrum's been on my tail all week. <laughs> I've been quarantined. You know, like yes, it's gonna be crazy when things come back and up. I come back up, and and I don't know. Even I mean, we don't know when any of that's gonna come up, especially the the bigger stuff. Um, and maybe it'll be fine. But I I would I would probably say that it won't unless something changes because yeah. Um, from an infrastructure infrastructure standpoint, I think this has been this has been such like a I don't know the word for it Trojan horse almost. Yeah, <laughs> it just exposed us. Yeah, dude. it's like a John Morant crossover, bro. It exposed <laughs> us. <laughs> I don't know why Jaw popped into my head. Jaw's filthy, <laughs> <laughs> but it's gonna it's gonna be something that I'm not I'm not prepared for. No. And I mean, you being a trailblazer, that's exciting stuff. But uh, what would you like to see changed? Like after all, after the dust mm, settles, what would you have liked to see? Like, yeah, they learned from this. Let's see. I want this to happen. Wow. I mean, wow. <laughs> I want. Question, I want to see things like Puerto Rico from the hurricane damage. I want to see that being prioritized more mm. because you may not know this, but that the Puerto Rico is one of the biggest suppliers of IV bags. Um, I didn't in the that. world, yeah, which is strange. I'm not sure why they might have natural resources for it. I don't know. Um, right. I just know that 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 is a true fact. Um, well, go ahead and fact check me on it. Not sure if it is a true <laughs> fact. Pretty certain it is. Uh, <laughs> but hey, this is a time where you can just make up stuff. It's be, true. You know, you're okay. No, but I mean, that's my understanding is that they're a huge producer. At least yeah, maybe not the, the biggest one, but um, and obviously they've been out of commission because of what was it Maria? I can't remember the name of it. Hurricane. Um, I think it was Maria. Okay, Sounds yeah, familiar. came through, blasted things up they're not producing IV bags anymore. Yeah. So it's kind of created, um, along with some other, you know, outstanding circumstances, it's kind of created um, this perfect storm for a virus to come through and sweep. And it's wow. like kind of crazy how it all played out like that, especially because it came from China, like a huge uh, supply, a huge part of our supply chain is China, um, which chain in China, anyway. Um, <laughs> it's an anagram. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the Constitution, I like Nicholas Cage discovering something. But uh, but yeah, the fact that it came from China, which is a huge supply chain, so we had to cut off communication with China. IV bags are not being produced, and we were on a huge short of a shortage of N95 masks wow. already. Um, so all of those things are very unfortunate in a respiratory. Um, you wouldn't even virus. thought. I would have never even connected those dots. I know, but you realize, dude, if we had just helped Puerto Rico out a little bit better, we could have been okay. We'd be all right. Yeah, because we would have wow. we would have better service in the hospitals. We would have been able to clear beds better because of those. I mean, there's so many things that you know don't you don't think contribute to the way that things are spreading. Yeah, and not only the spread, but then the spread of hysteria as well. <laughs> yeah, because people attribute even learning facts like that. You know, will we'll make people freak out and. Uh, and start doing things that they shouldn't do. Um, and people in power are in an all time, like scramble mode because like, yeah, it's an election year. And I've seen that argument where these things always happen in election years, but I, I don't really like that argument. Um, that it's some sort of politically controlled substance or <laughs> weapon. It's like, what, yeah. why would they start it in China? I don't know. But 
there's so many questions about that that don't make sense. But on top of that, uh, other you know different parties have won each year that there's been one. Like yeah. Obama won in 2008, and then Trump won in 2016. Like Zika and whatever it was 2008. Was it swine flu in 2008? Swine flu was 2008. Yeah. And then Zika so, was 2016. So like, how can you say that those are used the same way? Like, who's has access to it? Do both parties have access to this? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Um, so, but but just in a political, from a political standpoint, you know, obviously the the DNC and just the Democratic Party in general is just kind of in a scramble state. So yeah. anybody that has any inkling of power wants to make sure that they're using it and and, t- and people know that they're using it. So they're going to do something not drastic necessarily, but something that shows that hey, I'm Public. I'm thinking ahead. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I'm I'm doing something that you can physically see the effects of so that that way you know I, I my name is on this and they've seen other people do it to some success you know they've canceled leagues and canceled uh sports seasons and stuff like that they're like well we might as well cancel school like it's not really you know people are freaking out but it seems like the natural path of things yeah and maybe that seems like the right choice to some people but i think canceling school like i mentioned earlier we we're going to talk about disadvantaged kids like there's so many bad things about canceling school never mind that there's a virus happening let's just pretend that they just cancel school yeah <laughs> so many bad things happen immediately Kids that are disadvantaged that don't have access to meals at home, yeah. no longer do that. Yeah, they don't have childcare. Sometimes care that's at their home. only meal, Legit. like at school. Yeah, they eat breakfast, lunch, and then sometimes I'll give them dinner there. Wow. So like that's their that's their food. Wow. Because um, the the parent you know may have too many kids. I'm not gonna you know assume a situation. Just know that they're that is their only source of that's, meal. That's how they. That's how everyone in the situation decided that that was best for them to eat. Wow. Um. And they're doing meals in Hoover. I, I know that for a fact. They're doing them in Great Valley. They're giving them out. So they're at least doing lunches. I don't know about breakfast or, or lunch or dinner. Um, they're doing lunches for sure, which is good. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm proud of Hoover for doing that. That seems like a really cool thing. Right. Um, but on top of that, like, so they're not receiving food. Um, their parents, suppose, or whoever's taking care of them probably isn't set up to take care of them. Yeah. Um, they can't. The parents can't afford childcare, and they can't afford so they can't the childcare. Well, I guess even if that, like, they can't afford to pay somebody to come watch their kid. Right. So either the parent just says, "Forget it. I just got to go to work, stay yeah. here," or the parent has to take off work. Yeah. And then they're there with the kid, and they're losing making money, no money. And making it yeah. even worse. And that's sometimes it's just how you, how it happens. You just get arrested into that situation because you're an hourly worker and you're working at somewhere like a retail store or yeah. a restaurant that's closed down. Uh, now you got to go home. Sure, you can take care of your kids. Maybe that's better, but you're making zero money. Wow. And then you can go try to collect unemployment. And if that works, that works. But unemployment officers are probably flooded right now. Yeah. And submitting that claim is tough anyway. And then on the, uh, you know, sometimes that gets denied. And then yeah. sure, if you, you know, if you uh, appeal it, then you might be able to get it. But these um, processes take years. Yeah, that could take you know? several months. And it's like, at this point, I'm back in work or whatever happens at the end of this, whatever. But, the point is that you went that long, not necessarily, maybe not, you know, because there is trouble, like we we're talking about, if kids spread it to other kids and then all the kids have it and then they bring it home to their parents and the parents bring it home to their parents or whatever, yeah. people can start dying at a rapid rate. Um, we don't want to see that for sure. So um, we do want to flatten the curve as much as possible. I totally get that. But there's so many things. Yeah. Like I said, outside of the virus happening, there's that so many bad things. in school just means, wow, I never yeah. even would have put all those pieces together. Yeah, Jeez. man. I mean, because partly because we're so blessed to live in this community yeah. where there are not that many disadvantaged kids, but yeah. there's still quite a few. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to cut down anybody's uh, anybody's bad time that they had in Hoover. You know? you know, I should know because like even in Hoover, it wasn't that easy. Like for yeah. a, a number of years, 
like it was just my mom raising me. Right. Yeah. And like, I mean, if you school was canceled at that time, what? <laughs> shoot, but she my was mom was supposed to be working, right? <laughs> thank God she worked hard. She made good money, and like there was always food in the fridge. But it's like, who knows what mischief I would have gotten into oh, by know. myself for an extended amount of time? And something like with something with this virus, yeah. My mom wouldn't want to leave with my grandparents. No. Because what if I bring them something? Right. So I have to stay at home. Yeah. So and what do you do then? That's completely unanticipated. Yeah. Like your home isn't set up for you to live there during the day <laughs> as a child. <laughs> I mean, it straight up isn't. Like there's all sorts of whatnot that could happen in, in the house when yeah, you're when there's you're nothing there. good on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows? Especially when everybody's at home and like, I don't know, bad people do bad things in bad times, man. Like Cabin fever, baby. Yeah. You can't be there too long. So... It's just weird, dude. It's weird. One thing that I've <laughs> kind of off topic, but I've been kind of upset about. I've seen it quite a bit, actually. People are talking about working from home and they just can't stand their spouse. They're like, yeah, like I married her or whatever, but now we're having to work from home with each other and I just can't do this. It's like, what? I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, there's been a lot of weird tweets about it, like viral tweets. People are like, I know, dude, like I can't stand it. It's like, geez. Oh, wow. It's very strange. It's very uncomfortable. It is. It's like you're putting that in the, <laughs> into the world. Like, hey, I hate my spouse. Right? Like, and I get like, <laughs> I get it's a weird time. You know, people did get divorced, but I'm not trying to bag on divorce. Like, is I, this I the see, time for it? <laughs> but lordy, like that's at something least, you know. Try to pretend for a week. That's something you can post after the fact and say it like a joke. That's a joke. Like, like, like yeah, ah, it was cr- my maybe, wife. You know, made, uh, it, made it through that horrific thing with my, you know, having to sit by my wife. Or whatever, you know, it's like, but now, in the middle of the moment. And then you tweet it, and then she checks her Twitter. It's like, like, what the heck is this? (laughs) And now, guess what? You're still stuck. (laughs) Gosh, man. (laughs) People just don't think it through. I think, I, you know, I I don't even think it's that. I just think people are so frustrated these days Mm. where it's like, F it. I'm posting it. I just need some way to get this out. I just need to get it off my chest. Yeah. And they're like, that's how they do it. Yeah. They could have just created a, like KD. Yeah. I don't know how bad his life was where he had to create a spam account. <laughs> to hype himself to up. To hype himself <laughs> up. But he did it. Man. You know, I don't know what was going on. I don't know what. Yeah, he's but, got some sort of demons or something, bro, because he's always doing stuff like that. It seems like he's been a lot more chill about things recently. I've seen a lot more people come to his defense recently, which has been interesting. Mm-hmm. Just on the forums out there in Reddit and stuff. <laughs> Um, which that place can be garbage, but NBA R slash NBA. I don't know if you've ever looked at Reddit or or NBA the NBA subreddit in there. Uh-uh. There's a lot of good trash talking there. Just a lot a lot of good stuff in general. I believe it. Um, if you ever if you ever bored and looking for NBA talk, um, especially these days the off season stuff that everybody's posting is just the most <laughs> random <laughs> craziness. Um, Anyway, oh. there's also always such like in-depth analysis of the most random little things. Like, really? Yeah. The other day, someone posted like this huge like page. It would be if it was a PDF, it'd be like ninety pages probably what? of uh, analysis about Charles Barkley talking about big women in <laughs> San Antonio. And so what? they like they like tracked <laughs> they like tracked his performance <laughs> based on how the obesity rates in all these different cities and like he he performed better averagely in San Antonio than like 90% of other arenas. <laughs> it was like true analysis. What? It was awesome. It was <laughs> reading that was so much fun, dude. That and people is... <laughs> That's what sports are, dude. It's like people just being able to take advantage of every little thing, especially if something's filmed, like there's so, like you know where it's at, you know the time. Like there's so many little points of an- of analysis that you don't even realize are there. Yeah. That are just not in other facets of life. It's a research gold mine. 
you it could is, find yeah. you could uh, just live in sports yeah and get your phd in it if i know you wanted to. like attendance records like there's so many things you can learn everything just by looking at sports big it's women <laughs> it's just so that's funny. hilarious <laughs> like that's <laughs> horrible but it's hilarious <laughs> Jeez. They did so much. I hope he like turned that in for a grade or something. Dude, I know. There's no way he just did that in his spare time. <laughs> 90 pages of research. I can't remember why he did it. But yeah, he, he mentioned something. He didn't say that it was for a thesis or anything, but it could have been a thesis, dude. It was it was impressive, bro. It was impressive. Now I got to go find it. I'll try um, to find a link and send it to you. I, you say, I got nothing to spare time now. It may not so. be 90 pages. It was long, though. It's, it was like... it's, it's more than a page. It's more than a post, <laughs> Yeah, which is the problem. If yeah. it had been two pages, I'd have been like, who's who's putting this together? Yeah. God. Sheesh. I can't remember what I was talking about before that, but I got excited. <laughs> Sheesh. We uh, went from COVID-19 I know, man. to big women in San Antonio. <laughs> it always happens. Somehow we always end up there. I'm just playing. <laughs> um, nah, dude. But I mean, oh, geez. all in all, what, what are you worried about about the future? First of all, okay. Let me let me not ask that question yet. <laughs> okay. You're, you're, I can tell you're not ready. For it. <laughs> I'm I'm not ready. Ain't nobody ready for that question yet. <laughs> The next two weeks, do you agree with me that they're going to be monumental in U.S. history? Probably in world oh, history. Oh, no doubt. Okay. What, besides, I guess, the Great Depression, when has the world mm. ever just stopped? Yeah. Well, not even... I can't even say the Great Depression because that was just U.S. When has the world stopped? And that well, and that even can be attributed to one day. Like, you can't even point out one day that not was the worst day. of this yet. Like, they've all just been, like, equally strange and bad. We've got multiple countries, major countries around the world yeah. stopping for Huge weeks at GDPs, a time. GDPs, like, just nothing happening. My kids are going to be studying about this. Oh, yeah. You know, like, we get the privilege. I look at this as a privilege. Yeah. We get the privilege of being like, yeah, we made it through Great like, Depression, too. Yeah, bro, we're like the time travelers that, that from the from 40 <laughs> years from now, they're like, we, we need to see what happened with COVID-19. <laughs> we can do that. What's about to pop up in that chair right now? So we just had to see. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm a, I'm a, that, that makes me want to go home, put on some, like, dirty clothes, and, like, take some pictures. I'm like, see, this is what it was like. <laughs> this is what I, my childhood was. <laughs> I walked 30 miles to oh school in the middle of COVID. Yeah, like clean out your refrigerator and <laughs> take a picture of the empty refrigerator. <laughs> oh man. But you know, it's uh, and that's it's a bad that's a bad joke, but like that's real. No, nah, I mean, yeah. This is a huge thing that we get to every generation has their big thing. Yeah. This might be our big thing. I don't see why it wouldn't be. You know, especially I, happening in it such like a uh what's the word for it? Like turn of the like you're about to graduate sort of sort of time like yeah. every everything is kind of turning around for people Timing of our age is, yeah do you think and this is kind of bouncing a little bit forward but do you think we're going to see something worse than this in our lifetime Ooh, for us like uh, as a country i think that's my main worry hmm. is that we might it, and the thing is that we that we have the fear that we might and i think that's I think yeah. that's it we're going to now uh, live in that fear like oh man what's yeah something's gonna happen and we're gonna be afraid to move forward because we know that you know, moving forward on uh, not so stable legs could create something like this. I'm not saying we made a lot of forward progress and that's the reason that we're failing right now. I think the reason our infrastructure is failing is just because we've made a lot of strange, like horizontal progress. Yeah. And we're just trying to cut down on things right now. Kind of like a, not to attribute this to Donald Trump, but like kind of like flushing of the pond or whatever he called it, flushing of the swamp. Like mm. that's kind of what's happening with a lot of these infrastructures. Like yeah. whether he, whether for good or for worse, for better or for worse, Donald Trump did a lot of clearing out 
of certain types of people in Washington, D.C. Um, again, I, I probably disagree with a lot of what he did and the firings and all of that mm-hmm. with, and all the trials and l- trials, literal, tri- like just craziness that happened in D.C. Yeah. Th- in the past four years. Um, all of that attributing not a lot to the American, <laughs> the average American life. Like, that's what's crazy. It's like, all a lot is going on now, but most of what our life is, or some people's life, is just worrying about that stuff. Yeah. And it doesn't really affect us that much in the grand scheme of things. No, but we just, it we make it matter. It, yeah, exactly. It becomes part of you, and then you can't not have it matter to you. Yeah. Um, which, anyway, but the point of that is just that we, we need to, instead of moving sideways and, and taking care of the people that are in the current problematic state, Let's just take those people with us because they all have to be there anyway. Yeah. It's not like you can just like send people away. This isn't 1642. <laughs> you can't just banish people to Sicily or wherever the hell. It's like you got to actually deal with these people again. Like <laughs> you can't Donald, just Donald make Trump them live is in, in Atlanta. Peace. That's that's banishment. <laughs> <laughs> like, or Cleveland or something. I don't know. They put Donald Trump through all of that just so he could have to deal with COVID nineteen in like a weird weekend like attacky state like he's like an animal that got scratched and like is trying to scratch back but like we did a lot of people did this because they put him in this weird like yeah i'm gonna be attacked if, or I, i've been attacked so i have to defend myself state wow i don't know i mean i'm, I'm not you know i'm kind of spitballing on that one but i feel like that's kind of true like there's val- there's a validity to what you just said no yeah. doubt okay no well, doubt. I, yeah i just want to make sure i just i <laughs> <laughs> it just feels that way. It just feels that way that he's constantly having to defend himself, and he's very obviously been kind of insecure about his about what everything. But his hands, <laughs> about his hands. That's where I was going about his hands, about everything. But the problem uh, with that is that it doesn't. It's not right for someone in power to be insecure about that power. Yeah, like we can't entrust anything with this man partly because he doesn't entrust himself with it i mean he he literally doesn't think he can run the country but instead he's just projecting on literally every other politician john that's deep i mean that's how that's how bullies work i mean that's thank you i'll clap for myself on that one (laughs) i like that analysis caleb what you got (laughs) well i'm curious what that question was that you're about to ask me oh oh, oh. i wasn't ready for well (laughs) it wasn't that big of a deal i was just gonna ask are you um are you worried? Because I know we're we're so now we've established that the next two weeks are going to be huge. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> the following four weeks is that going to be bad? Is it going to be good? That's a is four is, is that maybe too short? I'm trying to say like kind of after things boil over and we know whether or not after we're going to have spike right now like yeah. this uncertainty. Once we start to understand what it actually is, are we going to be okay? Let me give it a nominal value. So, like, let's say if whether or not. So, if you think like supposedly, I think the models say by next week we're going to have a hundred thousand cases or something like that mm-hmm. uh, in America, because um, we're up to like ten. I was say that's probably that's probably lowballing. So you so you think that's a low? Okay, so by next, well, actually, I think it's by this Friday. It's supposed to be a hundred. I can't remember. But okay, yeah, but it's going to be. Yeah, so hundreds of thousands. So this Friday and then two Fridays after that. Do you think if we're if we're at a million, do you think things get better or things get worse? Like let's say let's say all the predictions follow true. Mm-hmm. Do you think in three four weeks do you think we're good? Do you mean in terms of just severity of the virus, or do you mean how we act as a country? Like are things like are things are we piecing things back together, or are are things still being like postponed? Are we still looking towards the end of twenty twenty? Like. With uncertain, in terms of putting things back together, I think we're going to start to see some people say, "All right, I'm, 
like cabin fever. Like I'm ready to do something. Yeah. So we might see the NBA go towards the yeah we're gonna go ha- go to practice gyms, no fans, just some cameras, play a couple scrimmages. Yeah, and it's gonna be really slow to start to get a couple things back. Yeah, but um, in terms of like the disease still spreading, and this is something that I think um, I think just as a people. We get tired of stuff really quickly. Oh, yeah. And I think by a month, we're all going to be like, I'm not staying home anymore. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm hungry. Like you said, I'm tired of working with my wife. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, and we normalize stuff pretty quickly now. Oh, you're right. So once we see, I think once we hit that, there's 100,000 deaths in America. We're like, oh, man, that's a lot. Then it's 200,000. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah. That's, the first we just said that. Yeah, that like, bad. I'm, not, I'm still here. Yeah. It's yeah. like... <laughs> A million. We're like, yeah, but how, we got like what three thirty million. We're yeah, all right. Yeah, and people start to see the numbers. Like, ah, okay, whatever. And then I think, because you know, even with stories, we're like, after a certain shelf life, we're like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. And yeah. even news stories start to swing to something else. Yeah, so as these could be news the most stories, important, like if you put them in any other time period in the past, they could be the most important monumental thing in history. But we've been but covering it us, for a week, so yeah. like, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So. I think I, like I literally can't even think of an example just because I'm like so like that's just how ingrained we just that short attention span is in everybody. Now the one counter argument to that is Natalie Holloway. Oh man, that's she stuck. stayed in the news for what two years? It felt like yeah, that stuck around, man. She was here for a while. Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, but you know, damn, that's weird that it, that she stuck around yeah. like that. It, it is literally just weird. People go missing every day, but she was the one that was there on TV for literally a year. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's an interesting point. Yeah. I wonder what that is about that. Pretty white girl. You think that has something to do with that? I think so. Parents had money. Could be that. All those elements. Probably that. <laughs> I have a last question for you. Okay. This is my last one I got. Yeah. yeah. Rudy Gobert, villain or victim? Oh, man. See, every I saw so many people come to his defenses when he uh, when he promised, what was it, 100,000? What did he do? Did he do a million? He did like, I think, <clears throat> it was like half a million. He did a lot. <laughs> well, that's a lot of money. I'm not hating on the amount of money that he did, but to be so careless with it, he's no better, no worse than a lot of people at that time. I mean, the way, but the way he was touching the mics. He's childish, <laughs> John. I don't care if you're a good guy, bad guy. That's a conversation of moral ethics and health, sanity, and how well we're aware of it, whatever. Yeah. If you... Start touching my phone. Yeah. Touching my stuff like a child. Yeah. I'm going to treat you like a child. Oh, yeah. Go to your room and leave us all alone. <laughs> yeah. No, like, you're right. What kind of. You're right. I'm you're adult, dude. Grow up. Yeah. Touching other people. And don't. you know you're sick. That's, he knew that's he had troublesome. Sick and you're, like, if you have the common cold or if you have diarrhea, I don't care. Don't touch my stuff. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not shaking hands. I'm not bumping knuckles. I'm not doing none of that. I know I'm sick. Please yeah. leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how hard is that? So, and it's unbelievable. It, what is he? 30? The timing of this—he's old enough. Old enough. Yeah. If he's eighteen, I expect better from him. Uh, yeah. Even my even fifth better. graders do what this guy does. Oh, I'm sure. So yeah. that's where my mind went when I first saw the video of him touching stuff. Unbelievable. Especially if it's my stuff. Like, I understand you're a basketball player. Now, if this had been LeBron or Steph, I'd have been like, okay, this guy. Some people just have more worth. You're and right. More value. You're like, okay, it's LeBron, Steph, like. If he touches my mic, it's Lon Brown or Steph. Like, dude, yeah. Throw the mic Rudy Gobert? <laughs> this dude cried because he didn't make an all-star game? Oh, man. I look at him like I look at everybody else. 
And if you're sick and you start touching my mic, I'm like, dude, don't touch my mic, please. Yeah, no, I hear that. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, that 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 video of him doing that. And then, but I don't think it's fair to. Well, it may be fair. Like he he technically <laughs> ended sports. He, he, he ended it. everything. He did it. He will forever be known as the guy that ended the season for sure. Yep, he is patient zero. But I think it's it could have been anybody. The, now the blame game is what gets crazy. Where all like there were kids that interacted with him or something. He gave an autograph to a kid, and the kid tested positive. Oh. And uh, but people were saying like so quick to say, "Hey, Rudy Gobert gave this kid this virus." Like, let you know, let's only you know another list or uh, another reason in the long list of reasons to cut him down. But um, the, the kid could have given him. I was the say, we don't know the kid didn't give so him the virus. That's yeah. the thing. It's like some people are quick to jump on him and say he did this. And but that. then again, that's where, and a lot of kids don't understand this. We always. Like with Draymond Green, it's yeah. like, why do I have a shorter leash? It's because you act like a child. Yeah, man. So when you do anything, we're going to treat you like a child. Yeah. If he had never done the mic thing, we'd be look, we'd be looking at him as the victim. It's exactly. Like, oh, that. Man, Rudy. Yeah. We're so sorry, dude. You're the first. One. He would have been seen as a martyr. Literally. It's like, ah, oh, he just wanted to play ball. Yeah. He was just doing the right thing, and he got the disease. Because he was having a solid season. He was an all star. Exactly. Like, it would have been a storybook. It's like, oh, we're heartbroken. Yeah. Instead, he gives his the star of his team. Corona. He gives all these kids, and he's touching stuff like a child. His teammates are like, "Yeah, he was super." It's literally unreliable. Oh, you know? I know. It's it's like for a lot of people, it's probably their first impression or first uh, yeah first impression of him. Yeah, <laughs> even some NBA fans probably like they had maybe heard of him or whatever, but they didn't know. Him. They didn't yeah. know, and they they saw his face, him doing all that craziness with that smile on his face. It's like, bro. <laughs> What? Like you you're saying, like this from we, me? We have, <laughs> we have, especially watching it after the season was canceled. Like, how are people not like upset? You know, it's like this. What do you this want was one of the say? most hyped NBA seasons of all time. It was gonna, it was shaping up to be crazy. And he, man, as a pure NBA fan, I, I'm having a tough time forgiving I, him right now. I, thinking about LeBron, or I was thinking about LeBron earlier. It's like this is one of his greater seasons. He's leading one the number the, one seed in the West. He came in fully rested. I mean, he really and showed was, what he could do. He, um, he arguably the MVP of the uh, league. Yeah, on the Los Angeles Lakers. I know. We Unheard just had of. Zion Williamson join us, and he made the most beautiful introduction to a season. I, I was like, oh my gosh! The first I was about thirty to get days, tickets, <laughs> and Rudy Gobert took it from us. That's yeah. That's so. It. That's that. <laughs> that's that. Man, uh, <laughs> it's so upsetting in so many ways. It's and hard. yeah, he, I mean, sometimes he'll, he might turn into the scapegoat, but you can never, there's not a video out there proving otherwise. The only videos out there, the only videos out there, ones of him doing things he shouldn't have been doing. He was, oh man, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, unbelievable that he did that. Every time I think about it, I'm like, what are you doing? I don't want to call him a scumbag, but. I mean, like I said at the top of the conversation about him, he, at the time, maybe he was ignorant to it. Maybe he didn't think it was that big of a deal to be spreading it. And maybe it's not really that big of a deal that he spread it from a viral, from a disease <laughs> standpoint. Yeah, none of them are going to die. They're monitored by doctors 24-7, dude. Yeah. If an NBA player dies unexpectedly, that means they were doing something they shouldn't have been doing. Yeah. They were doing drugs. Let's use or, the drug situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man. This has nothing to do with that. <laughs> you took away so much, <laughs> billions of dollars on top of that. So much from so many people. And then the domino effect of the NBA season being canceled would turn into a bunch of other stuff being canceled. Yeah. 
And the NBA, from what I understand, is like one of two leagues or something that even has somebody with that's tested positive. Because I think the maybe the MLB does have one. I don't think the I don't think they do though. Um, and I don't think the NHL has one. I know. Soccer I know if soccer has, has one. one. Yeah. Um, Who knows? I don't know. So like they're just doing it because like that legit Literally because, just because of him. Yeah. And again, I hate when this happens. <laughs> I'm guilty of the hindsight. Yeah. I have 2020. I'm like, all right. Rudy Gobert. Now you're not guilty of it this time. In the moment, well, right. everybody just, knew just, it was stupid. <laughs> you're right. I did just say he was childish. I'm not. I'm not blaming him for the spread of coronavirus. I'm just okay. blaming him for being a child. Yep. Nope. I wouldn't do that if I'm healthy. I ain't just going to touch yeah. another man's stuff. I'm judging him for his actions. I'm not judging him for anything else but the actions just, in the moment. Even disregarding COVID nineteen. Yeah. That. He could have nothing, and that's still a yeah, weird thing to do. He could have just washed his hands and start touching mics. I'm like, bro, stop. Those are your mics. <laughs> it's a privilege to sit in front of those mics, man. We don't even like you like that, I man. Know, we don't. We literally don't. Nobody. I mean, he's a French like big guy. Like nobody likes big guys right now. Number one, <laughs> Anthony Davis might be the only one that's liked at the moment. He has a crappy name, the Stifle Tower. Get, that's you're a Frenchman. That's horrible. We don't like French people. That's horrible. Get out of here, dude. Rudy is your name? He cried when he didn't make an all-star. There's, we didn't like you already. God. I mean, he's never going to be liked again. There's just no way. Widely that, liked. That was my second question. Does he stay on the team? Does he stay is on the there team? any? I didn't even think about that. What is the percentage that. that the Utah Jazz say, yeah, we, we're bringing him back? What if he's already out and they just haven't told anybody yet? What if he's already out? I wouldn't be surprised. After. I mean, you know, things are, deadlines are over and stuff, but. This is one of those times where if I'm the owner I'm coming to Rudy Gobert. I'm skipping the GM, skipping the coach, <laughs> yeah. skipping the train. I'm walking straight to Rudy Gobert. Say, get out of my, get out of my arena. Yeah, get, give me the jersey. Never mind, just burn the jersey because you're already all, yeah. giving enough stuff to people. Yeah, just leave. <laughs> That's a way we're not to put trading it. you. No, I don't. I don't we're want anything even, for him. We're I'm not, not even going to cut you because I don't even want you to be on another team. No, we're just going to put you in limbo. Yep. for the rest of your contract. That's a way to do it. <laughs> I wonder. I, I mean. There's got to be discussions that are happening. You, Could you, you imagine know. the disappointment in the owner? Man. I own the guy that ruined sports. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, there's heated debates about whether or not owners are <laughs> equivalent to slave owners in the past. They are, but yeah, he owns the guy. <laughs> but he does kind of own him. Guy. I mean, he owns, his, he owns his free will, basically. If he does something that messes up, he could take away his income. Yep. So, I mean... That's me. It doesn't really sound like slavery, but it sounds like something very similar. He owns his livelihood because all, all most of these guys, basketball is their life. Yeah, like they, money aside, these guys have been working towards this their whole life, and this guy can effectively say, "You know what? We're just not going to play you." Yeah, so, it's, I mean, sometimes that's what they sign up for, and they know that. Yeah, <laughs> and then sometimes that's just a way to get out of a bad situation, and then <laughs> then you're put in another kind of toxic situation. Yeah, so like if you're the Jazz owner, you cutting him or you trading him? You is he staying on the team? Me, dude's a great defender, defense I'm, player of the year. I know. <laughs> I think that's one of the only things that's keeping me on the, keeping him on the team. I think he's in a state of limbo for as long as I can put him there. I don't know how long he's got left on his contract. I think I give him a year off. <laughs> Literally just 365 days. If, if Rudy, he, just don't come near us for a year. Your check will be in the mail. Just send please him up. do send not. him up in the mountains or something. Yeah, do something like that. Make No, I'd make him. What would I do? I'd give him a raise. What? Hear me out because what I'm I'm gonna do to him is the only way it's gonna work. I'd make him go from elementary school to elementary school and just learn how to not be childish. Oh my! For gosh. a year, 
You're going to sit in this classroom with these third graders and learn how to wash your hands. For $10 million a year. Then you're you're gonna sit, next, we're going to sit in the fourth grade class and learn how to share. Mm-hmm. Every week, you're going to sit in another classroom and just learn how to not be a, a child. You know something? Because you're getting on my nerves. That's effective because that would be so embarrassing for him mm-hmm. to do that. Bet he don't do it again. You know he doesn't think of himself as being a child. <laughs> you know he thinks but that we he's, all do. Everybody he's grown. Else <laughs> I'm grown, coach. I'm grown. You ain't grown. <laughs> you know he's not. That's upsetting, honestly. That's, I think that's effective. Send him to school, man. Send him back to school since he can't can't act like an adult. Yeah. That's for any of my players. Like if you have like if I know you're one of the like the Cowboys are really good about picking up players who have like rough histories. Yeah. I'm like, look, I'm a, I'm the only team in the league who's gonna pay you. But we're gonna teach you some manners first. Yeah. We're gonna do it the right way. And they're like, Oh, I'm a grown man. I'm like, I, okay. <laughs> this nineteen million dollar check, you don't want it? Yeah, I know. Sit in the classroom and sit down and shut up for a minute. Especially when you're talking to a kid, like twenty two, twenty three year old kid. Even I mean, I, I acknowledge that I'm a very young yeah. idiot person sometimes. <laughs> and there are several I mean, several NBA and NBA and NFL players that are older than us that I feel like do not do not reach this level of um what's the word for it? Emotional maturity. maturity I mean, guy. part of it is just they just never had the opportunity to do that. They they never slowed down from training. Yeah, they never slowed down from hustling, trying to make make it with their mom and dad. Well, whoever's at home, if nobody's at home, you know what I mean. Like, there's so many struggles that we didn't experience. Really, I mean, I, I didn't experience really yeah, any yeah. of that. You Me know, either, so know. yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I didn't want to speak for you. I didn't, know. but uh, <laughs> the point is that it's like there could be many reasons that, it, that that attribute to that. The fact is that they just don't have that. Yeah. And it's something that a lot of people view and pretty much everybody views as kind of necessary is to be emotionally mature then able to kind of express yourself in a healthy way and, uh, you know, have a conversation about your needs and having, make, making sure your needs are met rather than just living in angst and just constantly tense about things. Yeah. And the only way you get it out is playing sports. Like that's so unhealthy. <laughs> But I'm sure it works for those guys. Yeah, it it allows them long. to collect that check. And the owner is just saying, like, I'll let you collect the check. Like, you made it here. You made it. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just let me help you now. Let me make you into the man that you can be rather than you thinking that you're already there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you made it in a football sense, but you didn't make it as a man yep. here. Ooh. You know? Ooh. Ooh, John. You want to sound better Yeah. Now. So, I... I I think there's a big part of that is like that's that's the next level for them in becoming a man. And I'm sure a lot of pros would tell you that. A lot of retired pros would say, I learned how to be, how to handle my time better here because like it's not the same as college. It's not the same as high school, obviously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're making a lot of money. You're doing a lot of things. You're trying, you're trying to survive with yeah. everybody else. You're just doing it at a, at a different level. I think DeMar DeRozan said it pretty well. When he was drafted, he was the only rookie on his team. Oh. And sometimes it's beautiful to have to be the only kid on the team because it forces you to grow up. Yeah, you can't be sitting around playing Xbox all day when everybody else is, you know, with their family, their wife and kids, like yeah. getting business done. It's like you're, but if you have like six other rookies on the team, it's like, oh yeah, you this is cool. Clowning. Yeah, like yeah. we're the they, the whole team's invested in us, so we can do whatever we want to. Oh yeah. But when you don't rough. have, you come in with minimum worth. You have to set up a work ethic. You have to set up like yeah. you have to grow up to be able to get the respect of those who are above you. So I'm sure of, that's what a lot of players expect when they get drafted or whatever, get into a league. Mm-hmm. They expect to kind of be initiated like that and become a man quicker than they thought. But then the reality is that a lot of them, they get to the point where they have a lot of rookies with them or they have a lot of sophomores, whatever that term is, or yeah. a lot of youngsters Young on guys, the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they think, oh, this is what it is. We're all just clowning around. Yeah, like it really does. It's just like college. And, and we see Who that cares? in people, probably like Gobert. Like that team is pretty young. Um, I, I don't. I, I wouldn't think... 
there's a lot of senior leadership on that team. God, Gobert. Who? Let's just trade him. <laughs> like, let's, let's not say his name anymore. Okay, you're right. He who shall not be named. <laughs> He's Corona on a, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a young team. Like, he maybe never actually learned those lessons because no one was there to, in, to drill it into him. I refuse to believe that because Quinn Snyder, I respect that coach more than anybody. He oh, is really? the most... He is one of the greatest coaches I've listened to. At okay. least he's Co- good on the mic. Coaching least. basketball is a different is a different element. The coach has a lot of responsibility off the on the court. Off yeah. the court, I feel like that you can take a lot of you can yeah, put a lot of right. responsibility lot of, yeah. on leadership in the locker room, players, other players, and owners and stuff like that to instill a culture in them. And I think I mean the coach is a big part of the culture. Don't get me wrong, but. I think the coach is so responsible or was responsible for so much on the court that they yeah, don't really they don't have, really time. have time. That's a good point. Especially in the pro, like you're yeah. not expected to take care of these guys outside. Like, these are grown college men. is different, yeah. but because the, the coach has one job. If he doesn't, if he doesn't excel at that job, yeah, if he's not Doc Rivers, if he doesn't excel at that job, he's not going to have a job next yeah. year. Uh, well, he might, but it'd be somewhere else. <laughs> so Gobert's just some unchecked child. That's all it is. It's literally just unchecked. <sighs> and he's also tall, like. I feel like something something about being huge, you just feel like you're not you don't have to worry about other things. I mean, I'm taller than a lot of people, but I'm not him. And but I <laughs> I could envision being that tall and understanding like no one in here could really overpower me. You know, I'm just mean? a pure just physical dominance level. And yeah. there's something to that in your head, just like, well, I'm not worried about that part of it. So that's one thing I could one anxiety I can just take off of my shoulders right now. And it kind of just allows you to be freer, and it could be a good thing, but it also could be a negative thing when you already, when you're not at a at a certain maturity standpoint. Or, uh, so we need to use genetic editing to make sure nobody exceeds six two. I think six two is a great cutoff. All right, agreed. Yeah, should we go ahead and just? That's new policy me? for Woody Towns twenty thirty six. Oh heck yeah, dude! I no I didn't more. forget. The don't uh, people out there don't I didn't forget about you. We we <laughs> we just trying to make it through today. Okay, we'll get wow. to twenty six thirty six when we get there. But yeah, jeez, wow, we got a lot of time, man. No more, but not a lot, a lot, but not a lot of a lot of not a lot of not a lot of not a lot not of not, not, not. Yeah, I know we got to have a lot of infrastructure. People are going to be scarred by these next two weeks, Caleb. This is gonna this will change a lot. It's everything. Everybody's going to get cut deep about something. <laughs> Like, if it ain't sports, which it is, I know for us, for us it's, <laughs> it's going to be something. Man. Damn, dude. I mean, I know school is a big thing for you, too. I'm not trying to cut you down on that because graduating, really we it's, talked about it a little earlier, but it's really not the graduation ceremony. But it, it does it for kinda, a lot of people, you know, like that's what for some kids who this is, they're the first one in their family to go to dude, college, dude. <laughs> and they're the first one to graduate. And I don't even get a graduation. Literally, no, my family can't be here for the one thing that I've been living for for the last 20 years, on, 22 now. years. And same thing in sports. No draft. I've literally been working my entire life to, to get be drafted. On that stage. Now I don't get to be there. I don't get to wear my crazy suit. <laughs> like, you no, know, this is a good thing. Know. I'm so tired of seeing them yeah. spiky boots that they be dude. wearing. <laughs> it's like, what are y'all doing? They're all pretty ugly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I guess I'm glad about that, but uh, they're all people, man. Like, <laughs> God, they're just peepers. <laughs> what are we going to do, man? Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. <laughs> That'd be hilarious if that's just how literally how you close every press conference. Just like a thank you and <laughs> eh, we'll figure something out. Every question. <laughs> Mr. President, what are you going to do about the oil crisis? Uh, you know, John, you got, John, you got any? <clears throat> <clears throat> um, <laughs> uh, 
Så er det min. Ja, oh, det er oh. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Oh, uh, Ooh. I know I was going to be a... I think, uh, you know, we... Um, you know, America's a great country, and uh, we've we've come through a lot. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think we'll... Uh, We'll figure something out. We'll definitely figure something out. We, figure we'll, something. Yeah, we'll uh, brainstorm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and the VP are gonna go back in the uh, back in the back room. <laughs> we're gonna, but, uh, we're gonna figure something out. <laughs> hey, Caleb, write that, John. Write that down. That's a good question. That's a yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about that tonight. Uh, you got it. All right. Any more? No. All right. <laughs> that's it. No, we're, we're out of time. Everybody's raising their hands. No, that's it. Sorry. <laughs> we. Mm. <laughs> We're gonna sit on this one real quick. Yeah. Gonna, that's a big one. Start taking off the seat. <laughs> we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll figure something out. out. We'll do it. <clears throat> All right. I think that I think I'm gonna call it. I don't know how long we've been going, but it feels like a long time. We hit a lot of bases today. Whoa. What time did we start? I don't remember. Hour and a half. Yeah. Okay. That's 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 a long one. I think I got to put it out today too. We do. It's timely. This is a timely manner. Yes, it is. What day is it? It's uh, March sixteenth. Oh. Birthday in ten days. It's oh yeah. Your birthday? Any birthday? It plans? actually probably is. I didn't think. Well, <laughs> well, what about you? I don't think so. Like for my twenty-first birthday, I went to school, then I went to work. Now I went to work, then I went to school, then I went home, and went to sleep. That was my entire birthday. Wow. It was the and it was twenty one. That was my twenty first birthday. You didn't do nothing. Nothing. Why not? Just didn't didn't it never came together? Caleb, I'm throwing you a birthday bash. A birthday bash? We're gonna do teleconferencing. <laughs> Dude, are you doing Skype into a surprise I'm birthday not, party? I'm not opposed. I mean it, something's gotta happen and you know everybody's gonna be at home. You right? No, no, <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, I can't come. Why not? <laughs> and why the hell not? <laughs> I know you at the crib. <laughs> I'm looking at you <laughs> outside the house. <laughs> I mean, dude, I'm not. I've never had like a great birthday. I was just trying to reminisce about my 21st. I didn't really do anything crazy either. But um, I clearly wasn't invited. If you did, just no, it wasn't like a party. I just went. Like, oh no, I, with I understand. My, I understand. No need to. Yeah. I, Dinner with there, my there. parents. Yeah, sure, dude. I wasn't there. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> I'll probably have the boys over. You're welcome. That sounded kind of douchey. You are welcome You're to come. You're talking to me? You're welcome to say. come. You're welcome. I, nobody said thank you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, talking to the, I'm talking to the real easy fam, dude. Everyone is welcome. Everyone that listens to this an hour and 26 minutes into it, into the joint. This is the this is the the uh, the prize inside the Cracker Jack box. Heck yeah, it is. You dude. made it to this point. You just got an exclusive invitation. Yes, you did. To the Wittig birthday bash. The birthday bash. <laughs> It'll be. I'll send out the Skype invite soon. <laughs> Do I need to send you my email link. for that? No. My email? No. No. You, I don't need yours. Oh. Oh, you know. Yeah, you send it. Send it. Send it. <laughs> <laughs> I. I'll get you, bro. Hopefully it won't get lost. I know my email. Put me on a second group chat. Looks like your grandma. Where is oh, everyone? Got, it got canceled. <laughs> COVID nineteen, man. You know. You know how it is. My That's phone really got funny. a virus. I think it's Corona. And the CDC apparently, while we were recording, said something about that. 
What, my phone getting a virus? Yeah, man. It said your phone's now going to have a virus. Oh, it says it right there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but it's, they said something. I saw uh, it looked like they're restricting events to even smaller groups of people now. Just and, say we can't go outside. I know. Just go ahead and say it. Quarantine. Delaying all flights. Or not delaying, but postponing all flights. That would be horrible. When that happens. They were talking about closing down interstate travel. So that's that's where we are. If you're in Bama, you're sealed in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you're in here now. <laughs> God. Golly. <clears throat> anyway, I called this. I thought I called this program four and a half minutes ago. Oh, man. <laughs> the real easy show. Oh